Hi, neighbors. So I am so sorry, but if this episode sounds a little weird, it's because more than halfway through, we realized that my mic, Amy's mic, was not hooked up and it was actually connected to my headset. So if it sounds weird, I am so sorry, but please listen to it. It is such a good episode. I just finished recording it with Brie and oh my gosh, this is probably going to go into one of my favorite episodes uh, list. So definitely continue to listen and please rate and review us. That greatly, you know, helps us so much and um, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the show. Um, Bree, I'm really glad we're back because I have something I have to tell you. What? what? I'm scared. Um, I just threw up twice. Oh, because you're stressed out. No. Because you stressed out day. No, because my mom has a puppy. Like, one of her dogs had a litter. And so I grabbed the puppy. I guess it's not a litter because it's just one. Well, one survived. But so it's like seven weeks now or something like that. And... So I was like, oh, it'd be so fun to have the puppy sit with me because she need like she needs that attention because she's just one, oh. you know, and so she she needs that playtime. Um and uh I was like, I can hold her, she can cuddle, get that connection. And so like I'm setting up and she's like walking around on my bed and then she like squats. Oh no. And I like grab her. And I'm, like, carrying her like she was a bag of poo that I'm trying to keep away from me. (laughs) (laughs) And she poops on my, like, her poop falls (gasps) on the floor. Luckily, it wasn't on my bed, but it falls on the the hardwood. And I just, like, walk her out to to her cage. And my mom's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. dad's like does something need to get cleaned up and I'm like gagging and you know how I get and uh I'm like gagging and he's cleaning it up and I'm throwing up and my mom's trying to change the subject so to get me to stop thinking about it she's like look at our presents (laughs) oh she's so nice and she's like and Charlie got a new sweater and I'm like running to the bathroom <laughs> at least alice at least alice wasn't there oh yeah was she, she she well she was she has a friend over so she's not paying attention okay but yeah she, alice she loves being so mean i know she's she so mean to you <laughs> I know, so whatever rough. she does whatever she would do that i'm like dude don't make your mom throw up it doesn't feel good <laughs> my dad <laughs> Well, I would much, I feel better after I throw up. Yeah, of course. But, then but like, it doesn't feel good, like, whenever you're, like, gagging, gagging and stuff, yeah. like, and dry heaving. 
Yeah, that hurt. I hate dry heaving. I know. And then, like, your face feels all puffy and your eyes feel puffy, and it's just like, ah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm, like, all sweaty (laughs) from it. (laughs) It's what's your shark week. (laughs) (laughs) So that was fun. Um, What else? I was just going to tell that happened. Something else just happened, but I can't remember what it was. Wow. I just, like, I was telling you about all these pleasant things that I was, like, taking my sweet time to get down here to do the podcast. Like, and I'm, like, like, throwing up. I'm drinking alcohol, a spiked coffee, like, cheers, Cheers. Um, something else happened and I can't remember what it was. And I was like, freaking, are you kidding me? Like, why is my life so awful right now? <laughs> oh, okay. I'll ask you about it later. Um, mm. hold on. You're fr- okay. I know. No, I'm not going to say anything. Cause you're so bummed out right now. No, I'm not. Your present came today. It just like showed up. <sighs> It's so much bigger than I wanted it to be. <laughs> then don't send it to me. It's going to cost so much. Amy, why didn't you just have it directly sent to me? I can wrap things or have Josh wrap things. I could have done I that. Like I promise ca- okay. you. I know. I like to see the item. I like to see what it is so that I can be like, all right, I know exactly what I'm getting. Because like when I have it shipped to somebody, I'm like always like, what does it look like? You know? Yeah, I mean, I just had my stuff shipped to you. One of your things is going to come on the 23rd, and the other thing now says January, which I'm so annoyed about. So I'm like, okay, cool, happy birthday slash Merry Christmas, but I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. That's not your birthday present. It's just your whatever present. But I I was like, did a package come? Because it showed it was delivered. And my mom's like, yeah, it's on Alice's bed. And I was like, what? And I was like, that thing? Oh, my God. I thought the thing was, like, this big. And it's, like, as, it's, like, I don't know, the size of, like, a game board. Uh, Amy. Okay, so I have. Um, wait, it's Christmas Eve, people. It's Christmas Eve. Are you guys, are, are you guys good? Like, today, I know Christmas Eve, I am, like, on, like, level 1,000 of being stressed out because, like, you're trying to get everything. Well, your kid's older now, but, like, it's like you have to get everything, make sure everything's Mm -hmm. wrapped, make sure everything's in place. The house has to be clean for whatever reason. It has to be so clean. If she comes in your house and sees that it's messy, she's going to kill you. Like... Well, and Dude, you can't relax. You guys are stressed out. So you know what you should do? Listen to your favorite neighborly podcast, What's With the Neighbors, while you're stressing out. And we yeah. will soothe you with murder and crime ghosts. and death and ghosts and other stuff. That hurts my throat because I was throwing up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Um, hope you guys had or are having a great Christmas if you're listening to us as this is released. If you're listening to us after, hope you had a great Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Or if you don't celebrate Christmas, that's cool too. Whatever. Yeah. Um, happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Boxing Day. 
uh, a happy Monday. Happy, happy Sunday and Monday. Happy Sunday and Monday, everybody. <laughs> We're trying to be politically correct here, okay? Let me take off okay. the Santa hat. Okay, so I'm not wearing anything Christmassy. Uh, <laughs> just my work clothes. Okay. okay, I think I'm wearing so, the same shirt that I wore last week. You know that how I, like, ask you questions every week? Yeah. Okay. So, do you remember, like, two weeks ago, I asked you to write down things that are awkward in public restrooms? Yeah, that was really, really complicated. Son of a bitch. Was I, did we not answer that question yet? I thought we did. But that's right, you did ask me that. <gasps> and we never, like, you never asked me it. Because that was like, no. yeah, like you said, two weeks ago. So I was trying to use my, like, little brainwaves to be like, hey, Hope Bree's still doing this. Yeah, I wrote down so many things. You did? Do you need to go get them? Yeah, I'll be right back. Okay. I got them. Really fast. So I'm just gonna just say going in the bathroom with children just spikes up any kind of awkward situation. For one, my first rule with the kids don't open the door until mom yeah. stands up and my pants are up. Or Number two, you open the door. Yeah. Number two. They like to do things themselves. So, you know, it ends up being an oh, argument. Yeah, I don't let them true. do it. Number yeah. two, don't look underneath the stalls. <laughs> because that has happened before. And usually someone, thank God, the the couple times that it's happened, it's usually some well, another woman. And they say, oh, hi. And I'm like, oh. I yank them all to the side. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And they're like, it's okay. I have kids, yeah. too. I'm like, thank God. Um, <laughs> also, when you're going poop and your toddler calls out, do you go poop, Mom? Good job. <laughs> Good job. So off the, Okay. Off the top of my head, those, because obviously I failed and I did not write them down. Um, those are my top ones. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, children in bathrooms, period, make things awkward. Um, and then when they try to have conversations with people that are just trying to go and do their thing and they're like stopping them and I'm just like, all right, let's go now. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so, let's what, 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 what about your awkward situations? Okay. So I have a list. Oh my God. You did your homework. I did my homework. So you did the homework that you assigned. <laughs> I did. Okay, so when you're using a stall, like a disability stall, mm -hmm. that has a sink in it, and then you use that sink, and then you come out, and there's people, like, washing their hands, and it looks like you didn't wash your hands, because you just <laughs> passed them. <laughs> okay. When you're the only one in there, and you're washing your hands, or you're looking in the mirror, and someone comes in, and they use a different stall... That has to be flushed first. Yes. And they think and it's they, you. You feel like you think it's them. Yes. 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 <laughs> You're like, oh, man, I hope they don't think that I use that stall. <laughs> okay. When someone made the whole bathroom stink before you and you go in there 
and you're the only one in there and you know it wasn't you but then someone else comes in and you're like oh man i hope they don't think that i made it smell like that <laughs> okay when someone made a huge water mess at the sink but you didn't and you don't have time to like wipe it up and so like you kind of just wash your hands because like you're in a hurry and then someone comes in after you and you're like oh man i hope they don't think i made that that wash <laughs> that water mess always a water mess okay when you blow your nose and it makes that elephant sound and <laughs> someone is outside the bathroom and they don't know if it was your nose or your fart or your that happened Every so literally everything that this has happened has yep like I've had personal experience. Okay, obvious ones when you're pooping and it makes noises or you fart. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. when someone else farts and you're embarrassed for them, <laughs> don't make eye contact. Like, yeah, and you're just like kind of like pretending or like overcompensate. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's fine, it's cool. I don't care you farted. <laughs> when there's a serious mess on the stall floor, like no matter what it is, and it it's the only one that's open and so you go in there, but obviously you're not cleaning up the mess on the floor. So you kinda like step over it, you come out and then someone else goes in right after you and you're like, Man, I hope they didn't think I made that mess. <laughs> Um, this isn't awkward, but gross when the toilet seat's warm. Ew, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ew. Although, I, it was, uh, real quick on that note, whenever we were in Charleston, we stayed at these uh, lake houses that you can rent that were military. Um, yeah. They were called short stay. And the water in the bathroom was, like, messed up, and the toilet water was hot. And so every oh. time we were sitting on the toilet, we're like, why, who just came in here and pooped because the toilet seat's hot. And then one night, like my mom, like she touched the water and she's like, the water's hot. <laughs> so like they had some kind of wires crossed or something somewhere, but like, it was like a heated toilet seat, but it felt That's weird. Like you nice. just, it, it was, but at the same time, like I kept on thinking that one of the dudes is in there pooping for like ever because like we had so <laughs> many people in one little house. <laughs> But that makes that makes sense, and I know that they make heated toilet seats, but in a public restroom, that's not going to be the case. And it, no. you know, someone and then it's someone else's for... stranger's butt too. Yeah, we didn't know where they've been. No, so uh, when there's a turd stain on the inside of the bowl, and someone <laughs> after you, they don't know you did it. A skin mark. <laughs> You're like, I didn't make that mark. <laughs> uh, when you're looking at your phone and a sound goes off on your phone. <laughs> and so other people know that you've been using your phone sitting on the toilet. Especially, especially if, like, the sound is, like, a really quick girl, like, like, ow. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it's the sound is. You want. You're like, they're going to think I want the porn in the bathroom. <laughs> Like, I don't even want them to hear me, like, get a text message. <laughs> I don't know why it's taboo. <laughs> so, those are what I wrote down. <laughs> um, and, um, so, I have one more disgusting one to add to it. Okay. 
Okay. And I'm sure you could relate. So for the ladies that use period cups in public oh, bathrooms, yeah. it sucks. Uh, and it's awkward because it you have to get up and go to the sink. Or, or yeah, you know, you just, you know, dump it out and then back in. But yeah, if you go into the bathroom with the with the sink in it, you have to like get up and go walk to it and then go rinse it out and then like rinse out the sink and make sure it's all clean. And then if sorry guys, this is really gross for you guys. But if it like, you know, it it still leaves the water a color and it's like super obvious. Oh yeah. If it's like pink, it's like <laughs> they know what happened in here. <laughs> it's kind of like a skid mark, but you know, a bloody one. So awkward. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, now that you guys are enjoying your Christmas Eve dinner, <laughs> for your Christmas right. dinner. Um, a little toilet humor for us, if you please. Do you have a neighborhood story? <laughs> yes. Um, it's um that's really funny because listening back on all these episodes, I. One, we're, I think we're hilarious. And two, I know, um, me too. we have such toilet humor. In the episode that I just listened to, we were talking about how we're 30 and we like fart jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, still true. With my bad right. day today at work, I listened, like I was trying to listen to us to like cheer me up and it worked. Yay. Yay. Hear our voices together. I know. I started getting to the episodes where um, you we you said you were moving, and I started getting sad. Um, but I got, like, four episodes out, so it's good. good. Okay. My neighborhood story. Okay. Not sure who did it, but y'all need to keep your whore cats inside and away from my family. That's it. And it said, my cat diagnosed with feline AIDS. That's what it's titled. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about it. Sorry. Alrighty. So, drum roll, please. Joy to the world. To the world. <laughs> uh, so I am doing one that has been highly requested by multiple of our, multiple listeners. Um, multiple times they have said, "Hey, can you please do this?" Like a couple times, not complaining, and I have been putting it off because I don't really like to do what super well-known ones. I will do them like every once in a while. Um, but I thought this, this would be a good banger to kind of send the end of the year off. Um, so I'm going to do the Green River murder. Oh, mm -hmm. Gigi requested this one. Yeah, she, she was one of our, re one of our listeners mm -hmm. that asked for it. So, okay. So do you know anything about the Green River Oh, man, I wish I could give that other person a shout-out. I don't remember their name. All right, well, shout-out to the person on TikTok who requested this one, too. Yeah. And whoever else, because I'm pretty sure other people. Anyway. Yeah. Um, no. No? Okay. I know nothing about it. Okay, so Anne 
Jen Rule, this was that book that I told you I said I was listening to a book that she wrote. Um, Ann Rule did wrote a book about it, um, which was super informative. And for those that don't know who she is, she was a crime, a true crime reporter. So a crime reporter. Um, so in July 1982, when a young girl named Wendy went missing, she left her foster home one day and was known to start selling herself on a well-known street called uh, a well-known street for sex workers. It's called the Pacific Highway South. One week after she went missing, a couple of boys were riding their bikes and they saw something floating in the Green River. Um, this is in Washington. Uh, and it looked kind of like a mannequin. Um, however, when they got closer to it, it was the body of the naked girl, of a naked girl with her clothes tied around her neck. At first, when police go to the scene, they assumed it was some kind of, you know, one-off incident, possibly a crime of passion or domestic, or domestic dispute. Um, but unfortunately ended up being the 16-year-old Wendy. Why her, her, why were her clothes around her neck? Like she had been strangled. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, okay. In the Seattle-Tacoma area, just four weeks after Wendy was found in the Green River, another woman was found face down, floating in the river. Uh, she, uh, Deborah, she was 23 years, three years old, and three days later, someone passing by spot what would look like two more bodies. And that and those two bodies ended up being Cynthia, who was 17, and Marsha, 31. They were found submerged underwater and held with large rocks. While the medical examiner was processing the bodies, a th so like literally while they're processing the crime scene, uh, authorities found another body, a young 16-year-old named Opal. Oh, my gosh. Um, honestly, after the first initial body that was found, reports of missing young women and middle-aged women, along with the findings of other bodies, skyrocketed. Like, it's like they found these bodies, and then they just, reports of missing women or bodies being found, it just, like, opened up the floodgates for this. And what sucks is that the investigators, like, kept hitting dead end after dead end. They're like, we have no idea who this person is. Not until 18-year-old, a girl, an 18-year-old girl named Marie goes missing in April of 1983. And so now, looking back at the timeline, they obviously didn't know this at the time, but looking back at it, Marie was the 23rd girl to go missing in this case. Dang. Yeah. So as they investigate her disappearance, a witness says they saw her getting into a pickup truck the night that she was last seen. And this piece of information wasn't really new. They're like, we know it's a truck, but like, that's not news to us. But what was new was right after this witness saw her get into the truck, not even like 
a day later, it was like just a few hours later, they saw that same pickup truck again in someone's driveway at their house. Okay. Whoa. So, yeah. So when police look into this tip, they find out that it's the home of Gary Ridgway. And who is Gary Ridgway? Who's Gary Ridgway? He is the Green River Killer. So, he is responsible for at least 49 known deaths, Bree. Dang. I just got goosebumps. That's That's like more than like any. Yeah. Not any. That's more than Ted Bundy. Dang. Yeah. So That's crazy. Please go to him and, you know, they have this conversation and it's normal. He seemed like the average Gary. Gary. Larry. Barry. (laughs) Jerry. 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 (laughs) So, unfortunately, they didn't do a whole lot of digging into Gary's past when they first met him because they were like... He's obviously not it. That's, he's not. He's yeah. normal. Oh my gosh, that's that's like, I swear. In this time period, I feel like they worked way too quick to judge books by their covers. I know. Like Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, maybe not Richard Ramirez, average. because like like all the average looking people, they're like, oh no, they like perfectly like he's they're they're like a perfectly fine. good person. They got all A's in school, like. And he's handsome, so it's obviously yeah. not him. You have his, to be ugly to no. be a serial killer. Exactly. You have to look like Beast from Beauty and the Beast. But can I can I say something real quick? Yes, I would actually like you to address this. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like you're really bad at me right now. I'm so no. sorry. Because <laughs> I feel like I know what you're going to say, and I agree. Okay. Oh, no, it has nothing to do with Gary. Um, oh, I know. Oh, um, so my mom, when I was, whenever I was visiting, she told me like a hair bit about the green whatever strangler, and yeah. uh, she was like, "Yeah, you killed a lot of people," and blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Oh, that's cool," you know. She's like, "Yeah," and then like two minutes later, she's like, "Yeah, when I was in high school, we used to just like lie to our parents and like go to like random guys' houses and like go smoke weed on their couch or whatever," and like. I was like, did you know this person? She's like, no. She's she's like, I just got, like, rides from them or hung out with them. He was my weed dealer. And I'm like, dude, you could have been hanging out with the killer. Like, are you stupid? Like, meanwhile, there's this killer going around. And my stupid mom, yeah, mom, I'm talking about you. It's like being a teenager. (laughs) Like, oh, they can't get me. (laughs) Okay. That was very poor decisions on you. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. Gigi Ma- Is it Gigi Ma? Just Gigi. Gigi. Um, my grandma's Gigi Ma. Uh, oh. That was very poor choices for you. It was. But I'm glad you're alive so that you could have my best friend, Brie. <laughs> and... That is not what I thought you were going to talk about. Yeah, I figured you didn't think I was going to talk about that. But, like, when she told me that, I was like, what? (laughs) I thought, because you said he was not Beast from Beauty and the Beast. And I was like, and you're like, can I talk about something? And I was like, yes. please. How ugly the human is? Yes. Yes. I saw TikTok today. 
saw her, him whenever he like he changed from the beast to the human, and they were like, uh, "Can you go back to the beast, please?" <laughs> so freaky looking. <laughs> okay, beast version of beast is way more handsome than you know the actual beast. He looks a lot like the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> when I for when I was younger, and like you would see that transformation. Even as a young child, like Charlotte's age, I was like, that's it? He actually gave me, like, the heebie-jeebies is what it was. Like, I felt uncomfortable looking at him. You're like, this is what I've been waiting for? Are you freaking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh. my gosh. Okay. Okay, so I don't even remember. Okay, so he was just the average Gary. So, unfortunately, they didn't do a whole lot of digging, like I said. And if they did, they would have found a few skeletons in his closet. Oh, okay. So, not figuratively. I mean, probably literally, too, but, you know. So, he was the middle child of three boys. He was born in Salt Lake City, Utah. But at a young age, he and his family moved to Washington State. Specifically, they bought a home very close to the Pacific Highway South, which was the street that is well known that, you know, well known that you could just go and meet a sex worker. And this is where Gary would later stalk and abduct his victims. His whole life was a rocky as a child, although it looked like the all-American family on the outside, they were not a happy family. Gary's mother was very abusive, um, physically and verbally, to the boys and her husband. Um, One time, she even smashed a plate over Gary's head, or (gasps) Gary's dad's head, um, at dinner, and it was reported that he didn't even do anything for her to do that. Oh my gosh. Um, he, and the dad just like got up, walked away from the table, and did nothing. And like this was how most of their convert- confrontations went. He would just kind of like ignore the situation. Um, so she overpowered him and he was too meek, which is not a word that I use that I took from the internet. Um, or didn't care enough to fight back. Uh, it's just not in my vocabulary. Okay? I love that you just like um, put it out there. Psychologists have claimed that this interaction between Gary's parents um, was the building block for his hatred towards women. He hated the way his mother treated all of them, and he really hated the fact that his father was never strong enough to really stand up to her, and he didn't protect himself. And he didn't protect Gary or his brothers. So, people say that when Gary grew up, he wanted to be the exact opposite of how his father was. Uh, she would scream at the boys, ridicule them, embarrass them in front of their friends. He actually had a problem wetting the bed until he was 13 years old. And his mom would make fun of him, like, in front of his brothers and friends for this. Um, she would then force him after he wetted the bed, she would force him into a cold bath where even at the age of 11, 12, and 13, she would hand wash him <gasps> and would Ew. scrub his, you know, dirt, quote, dirtiest Ew. parts. 
That's which like sexual were his assault. Mm-hmm. And she would also just be like in her underwear while she's doing it. <gasps> Ew, you are nasty lady. Yeah, so she would also tell Gary about these encounters that she would have at work, which were inappropriate stories to be telling a child. Because she was a seamstress, I believe, and she would, like, have to measure these men, and she would tell them, like, she would, like, go into detail how, like, they would be aroused and stuff when she would go and have to measure them and Oh, my gosh. So, at this, and so, all of this contributed to a very confusing thoughts about his mother, right? And about women. This caused him him to have two fantasies about his mom. One was a sexual fantasy, and the other was mutilating her. Uh, he would That's fantasize healthy. about cutting her throat and even burning down their house with her in it. Fair. I mean, that's fair. Can you blame him? <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. So Gary's father worked in a mo- mortuary and he used to come home and he would tell Gary stories about his coworkers ha- raping the dead bodies. Ew. So. Oh my gosh. Telling, his parents suck. Yeah. We're telling a child about this. Um, But with everything going on at home and the things that he's hearing from his parents, Gary seemed to be a pretty average kid. Gary seemed to be well-liked and fun to be around at school. Um, But one thing that did stand out was he had a low IQ of 82. Um, He did have to repeat a couple grades, and he didn't graduate until he was 20 years old. Um. The only thing, but only when people were looking was he average. When no one was looking, he would abuse animals, set fires, and he also, like I said, wet the bed. So those are like the trifecta of like being a serial killer. Right. Um, In elementary school, he would stalk some girls that he liked. He would even follow them home from school. Uh, He continued this through middle school and in high school, and he had even tried to force sex on a girl who had given, he had given a ride home. Oh, no, Um, Gary. Yeah. When he was 16, he led a young boy into the woods, far enough away from anyone that could see them. Um, He whipped out a knife and stabbed him. Oh, He survived. Oh. Um, The boy did. The boy was so confused and asked him why he did it, and he just, and Gary was like, I just wanted to know what it felt like. What? Okay. Did the kid, did, did um, the kid report it? So, uh, Gary walked away, and the boy didn't know him very well because he could not give him, like, a, a give a report of who did it. So, and they weren't able to track it back to Gary. Um, after Gre- Gary graduated, he got his first girlfriend, Claudia. She was a local girl who was just a year younger than him, and after a year of dating, they both got married. Um, Gary then enlisted into the Navy, and he was shipped off. Goodbye, Gary. While he was Larry. in the Navy, he, vi- 
he while he was in the navy he visited a lot of sex workers he, he was in the philippines can you blame him he actually ended up contact contract contacting contracting he ended up contracting gonorrhea from a sex worker well you know that happens it happens mess around you're gonna find out yeah um he was he was furious that he contracted this and blamed the woman for you know all of his problems um so this is where experts believe that maybe this is where his hatred towards sex workers may have come from okay when he returns home he found out that his wife had also been unfaithful to him instead of being like oh weird samesies uh right i was just thinking i was like wait uh, wait wait isn't he married yeah uh he instead of being like oh weird samesies let's just call it even yeah we're both bad at being married he was outraged and says that she turned into a whore so he divorced (gasps) her ew i know jerk Um, what a jerk So, this brings us to 1972. He is back in Washington. He gets a job painting designs on trucks. I was trying to figure out how old my mom was. Oh. (laughs) She was only only three at this point. Holy crap, how long was he? Anyway, continue. My mom was 72. Why did I say that? My mom was 12. Um, So this brings us to 1972. He is back in Washington. He gets a job painting truck designs on trucks. His neighbors and coworkers all said that he seems like the average Gary. He's super nice. He's a little (laughs) odd. You know, he's got a little quirk to him. But he's normal. Nothing to be suspected. Probably sits in his basement and paints trains over the weekends. Like model yeah. trains. Yeah. Yeah. Normal. Falls asleep in his recliner on a Friday. Yeah, by himself. By himself. Uh so being the average Gary that he was, he even gets married again. Um, the second wife he spent more time with, he had gone for, he was gone for most of the time with his first wife. So he's like, I'm going to really, I'm going to really try this time. He's going to give it the shot. The college was the college try. He's going to give the Gary try. try. The Gary try. All right, Gary. Um, good for you. So, uh, she didn't really see any warning signs of what was to come like his first wife though. Uh, Gary used to take her out by the Green River to have sex with her. Um, and he had this, like, weird fetish of, like, being outdoors while being intimate. I mean, I mean that's not that weird. Some people are, like, into that kind of thing. No, I, I yeah, it's not weird. But Like, every once in a while. Not often, though. It was often. Okay. This was There's often. bugs. Dirt and people sounds and like dirt. you could get an infection. Um, <laughs> gonorrhea. <laughs> so, uh, so 
what was I saying? And uh, he also liked to take her to other areas, which later ended up being dumping grounds for his victims. Um, and that's where he would go and return. And he would also like go and return to their corpses. Um, and things started to get more violent when it came to intimacy. And she was like, I really don't like this. Um, but he's like, too bad. Um, it's not about you. Um, she eventually got pregnant and Gary was pissed. (gasps) No. Um, not norm, not from the initial pregnancy, but after she had the baby, he was mad that she had to have time to heal um, before being intimate again. Dude. Yeah, so he blamed his son, and it also, having the baby took attention away from Gary, so she could no longer devote 100% of herself to him and his wants and normally people say needs he doesn't need this he no wants not at it. all yeah so after a few months of this battle with gary's demons she ended up divorcing him and unfortunately for her he blames all of his future victims on her um so i really hope she was able so to he didn't kill the that. baby no he did not. I was afraid that he was going to kill the baby. Oh, my gosh. I was waiting for no. you to say that. It's going to be like, that son of a bitch. No. Uh, he even said that if he had only killed her, he wouldn't have killed all those other sex workers. They were just substitutes for her. What? Oh, my gosh. You cannot blame. Oh, my her. gosh. Yeah. So, and sometime after the vo- divorce is when the murders began and unfortunately not only did he have partial custody of his son he would use them as part of his ruse he had yeah he would use his son or have his son every other weekend and he would use this uh use this contact with his son in different ways to make these women trust him more if the workers asked to see his ID, he would, like, you know, flip out his wallet but cover his name because he doesn't want to be identified. And because I, I believe that they did this uh, because, one, make sure you're not a cop, but two, um, because it was starting to get known that there was a killer out there, they wanted to see, like, are you the killer? I don't really understand why they would ask to see their ID. But they would ask to see his ID, so he would cover his name. But right across from where his ID was was a photo of his son. And so that was like, oh, he's a dad. He can't oh, he can be, be trusted. He he's average. Trusted. He's a normal he, guy. Yeah, he would also, uh, like, leave toys in the back seat of his car. Um, mind you, there was no, at this time, there was no car seats. You didn't have to have a car seat. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so he would leave, like leave some toys in the back seat of his car, and they'd be like, "Oh, you have a kid?" He'd be like, "Ah, oh, he's not. He has a kid. He can be trusted. He's responsible." Granted, he's coming out to hire a prostitute with, um, maybe not with his kid, but you know, right. Um. At one point, he even took the woman, a lady, back to his house, and he was, like, 
Look at my family home. Isn't it great? Look, I have a, a room for my son. I can be trusted. Yeah, I have a fruit bowl right here. Normal a people fruit have fruit bowls on bowl. their counter. With real fruit. It's not even the glass kind. It's not even the glass kind. <laughs> Look, I have dishes that I have washed. My laundry <laughs> is done. All these normal people. <laughs> um, Coasters. So, Sorry. I had to think of another normal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Another goody person thing. I'm, I'm so sorry. I know we're about to get intimate, but can you please put that mug on a coaster? <laughs> sorry. I'm a normal man. Nor I can be trusted. I like to protect my wood. <laughs> so. Remember the first time they came to him in 1983? Yes. And women were going missing at an alarming rate? By right. the end of 1983, there were 13 victims found. Do the math. Okay, so she's like 13 or 14. Okay. Anyway. What year was she born? 69. In 1983? 79 yep. would be yeah, 10 yeah, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was doing my math wrong. 70. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, 79. Okay. 80, 81, 82, 83. Yeah, 14-ish. 13, 14. Okay, so by the end of 1983, there were 13 victims found. All of them were either sex workers or runaways. And within that population, there were another two dozen women that had were reported missing. Dang. So they could possibly be dead, but they haven't been found. Um, that's so terrifying. That's 24, that's 30... That's 37 women so far. Um, by 1984, Damn. the local authorities have developed a Green River Task Force. It took them over three dozen missing or murdered women to finally create this task force. That's ridiculous. But it made. Of the women who have been found, he only left five of the first ten by the Green River. And I know that this is how he got his name, but he eventually ventured out, leaving them in other outdoor areas. He probably, I mean, he was running out of areas on the Yeah, yeah, know. exactly. Um, leaving them in other outdoors areas, like I said, he did say that he would keep them in these clusters of, like, he would keep a couple in the same area so that he was able to re go back. And visit them. And, and rape the bodies. Ew. Uh... So, uh, pe police were able to collect DNA, but from some of the victims of those that he had revisited, but those, that really was nothing, but there was really nothing that they could do with it because of the time period. And so they were just hoping for scientific advancements. Right. By the end of 1984, he had killed over 40 women. Jeez. Then all of a sudden, this 
the task fork, fork, the task fork, the task force sees a sharp drop in the numbers of victims. Um, they don't know if he moved or died or, or if maybe he was in jail, but really there was, pro there was probably one or two reasons that Gary Ridgway stopped. One was the reason he could have, uh, one reason could have been that about the same time in 1984, he had just gotten married to his third wife, but it also could have been that in 1984, the task force that was formed got really close to Gary, that they even gave him a lie detector test, which he passed, Bree. Uh, so see. because he passed, they had nothing to hold him on, and they end up letting him go and moving on to other suspects. So he could have just been laying low for a little while to not draw attention right. to himself. Because he knew that he was on their radar for a second. Yes. Can you give me a second? I yeah. have to let Meow. Leon. Yeah, you hear him? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so cold down here. Come on. Come in if you want in. Don't yell at me. <laughs> Don't yell at me. <laughs> He's such a butthead. So, I know this is really long, and I'm really sorry, but this is so good. that This I is a good one, yeah. Okay. I I've never so. heard of this one before, other than, like, my mom mentioning the name. Yeah, and I figured it would be a good one to send yeah. out. 2023 with in. Yeah. Okay. So by 1987, somehow the task force ended up circling back around to Gary and they pieced it together and realized that he didn't actually have a solid alibi for any of the murders that, or the, you know, disappearance of these women. So they're like, okay. He doesn't have a solid alibi. Let's track this guy. So they start tracking him and his trips to the gas stations. I'm not sure why, but they were looking at his receipts and noticed that this guy is buying way too much gas for the amount of gas that his car requires to like run to an errand or go to the grocery store. I mean, or to go to, go to work. So they're like, this is an odd amount of gas you're buying, dude. Um, so for for some, uh, like I said, so and they're like, his story isn't matching up. Okay. Eventually, they put him in like a picture lineup with a bunch of other people and a couple of win witnesses identify him as being with some of these missing and murdered women. So based on the suspicions that they had back in 1984 and all this new stuff that they have in 1987, they were able to get a search warrant and do a full search of his home. Oh, okay. The what coasters are getting found? coasters, fruit bowls. <laughs> no, they didn't find anything. Oh, okay. So he had no skeletons in his closet. He had no skeletons in his closet. Oh. 
Um, and this is because Gary was smart enough not to bring his trophies home. Of course not. Yeah. Not your average, so, like, average normal person home. Uh-uh. No. Not where he keeps his fruit bowl. Oh, my no. gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, guess what he did do with his trophies? Because most serial killers do have trophies, right? Right. Um, what's the point of killing someone if you don't get a trophy after? Right, right, right. I just listened to the episode about the boob cast trophy, so yeah. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> um, so what he would do is take the jewelry that these women were wearing and he would leave them, he would take them to, back to his office where he worked and leave them in the women's bathroom, like on a sink or near a toilet. In hopes that, like, as if someone had left it behind on accident. And then he would wait or hope that someone would swipe the jewelry and then start wearing it. So he was able to see these women that he worked with wearing that jewelry Ooh. around the office. So he was able to relive those moments in his mind that's while they're so, walking around the office. That's sick. That's right. so weird. Yeah, and then can you imagine being someone that's wearing one of those things? And oh my gosh, you feel terrible. Oh my gosh. So, so other things he would do is cover up his tracks. If a victim would scratch him, he would cut off her fingernails so they wouldn't have his DNA under her fingernails. Um, once at a dump, dump site, he noticed that his truck had left tire marks. So he immediately went and got his tires changed. Um, he would often intentionally pick up sex, sex workers to have very normal interactions with them. And like they could spread the word that he's a normal person. Like, so he would just like hire them or he also would just take them out for dinner and they would go back and be like, oh, yeah, no, it's definitely not Gary. He's normal. Yeah. So he was doing all this extra work to not draw attention to himself. Um, Dang. So, and even crazier, he would also plant evidence like cigarette butts, knowing that he wasn't a smoker. So he would, like, leave a cigarette butt behind to show that, like, oh, this person must oh. be a smoker. Okay, okay. And Gary's not a smoker, so it's not him. All right. This guy is very smart. Um, he Or a smoker, he also planted airport plant pamphlets, trying to give the police an idea that the killer was, like, a traveler or, you know, he would even Just drive anything to throw some of the women. trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would even drive, uh, he even drove some of the remains of the women that he killed from Seattle to Portland to try to convince the police that the killer was traveling south or he had moved. Okay. So the task Dang. force, yeah. So they never really could pin anything on him because of this evidence that he was doing, like planting. Um, but unfortunately for him, everything ended in 2001. 2001. Why did I say no. that? No. <gasps> no. That's so long. 
I would say 11 years old. Oh my gosh. So, one of the times, huh? I was seven. You were seven? So, one of the times that he was interviewed by police, they collected his DNA. And they had his semen from old crime scenes. And it wasn't until the summer of 2001 that they were able to match them together and pick him up outside of his work. His DNA was conclusively linked to only four of the victims. But he made a deal that in exchange of them taking the death penalty off the table, he would confess to everything that he did. He even led them to the bodies of previously undiscovered women, and they were able to link him to the murders of 49 women. But they suspected he had killed up to 71. Oh my gosh. And honestly, the they think, because they don't have solid evidence, he killed over 90 women. Oh my gosh. He is now serving out his life in prison in Walla Walla, Washington. And I'm going to read this straight from the article that I found on Fresher Lives about his Curtis, Curtis, current status from May of this year, 2023. Gary Ridgway, the infamous serial killer, is currently confined at the Washington State Penitentiary whatever it's called, located in Walla Walla, Washington. Within the penitentiary, I think I'm saying that right, he is held in special commitment unit, a highly secure facility designed for inmates who pose a threat to themselves or others. To ensure utmost security, Ridgeway is suspected to, or subjected to 23 hours of daily solitary confinement with only one hour allotted for exercise outside of his cell. He is strictly prohibited from interacting with fellow inmates and any communication with his family and legal representative is restricted to video video monitoring. Due to his notoriety, Ridgway is continually monitored and subjected to heightened surveillance measures. The authorities regard him as a potential target for other prisoners, thus necessitating him his isolation. Additionally, considering the risk of self-harm, he is under constant supervision. Given the severity of his crimes, Ridgway is highly unlikely to ever regain his freedom. Currently serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole, he is categorized as a high-risk inmate and poses a continuous threat to both himself and others. Consequently, his incarceration remains a a necessary measure for the safety and security of all involved, Ridgway was arrested in 2001 and pleaded guilty to the murders in a plea bargain deal that spared him the death penalty. He is currently 72 years old and has been in prison since 2003. Ridgway's case remains one of the most high-profile and infamous cases in U.S. criminal history, and his crimes have had last, have a lasting impact on the families of the, his victims and the wider community. Wow. And that, my friends, is the Green River Killer. 
Dang. Good job. Good job. That was a good, that was a good one. Um, they like treat him like he is the most dangerous thing, not even human on the, this planet. I know. Like, holy, I mean, like I get it. Like, holy crap. If, I mean, I, a lot of murderers get like to go in gen pop. Yeah, it's, it's the fact that he's in solitary. Yeah, but it's because of who he targeted, I think, has a large impact on why they decided to keep him in solitary confinement. Women. Yeah. But he's not like... Oh, because for his safety or for because there for he his wouldn't... safety. Okay, I was about to say because yeah. he'd be in a prison with men. Oh no 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 for his safety. Okay, that yeah that makes sense. Yeah, a lot of criminals do not. Mm -mm. I'll do the crime, but I'm not gonna hurt a woman. Mm -mm. Women mm -mm. or children, mm -mm. let alone rape. Yeah. So. Jeez, that's crazy. Wow, I had no idea. I, how is he so, like, not, I don't want to give a serial credit, good, serial killer good credit, but, like, how is, he seems so underrated. Like, you say that you've heard the story a lot, but I've never once heard that. Of course, I'm not, like, always on true crime podcasts or anything like that, but true. I haven't seen him on, like, documentaries or anything. Um, There's documentaries about him. I just think that it's not, it's. I don't know. That's crazy. I, I honestly don't know. I don't have an answer for you. Because. And again. Wow. Sorry. Like, he was way smarter than Ted Bundy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He got away with it longer. He did. He was he was more sly. I should yeah. say. Maybe not smart, but he, he definitely um, was more sneaky. Maybe because he's not handsome. Because he's normal and average. Yeah, because he uses scary. coasters. All right. Well, good job. Um, mom, um, you're dumb. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> you're not oh, dumb, mom. You're, because of you, you were dumb. Dumb. Woo! Mom. I cannot believe she would just go out, hang out with whoever. She didn't even know who they were. Could have was, been. Do you, know what her, do you know what her response was? What? It was the 70s, or yeah. it was the 80s. <laughs> I mean, she's okay. not wrong. She's not wrong. I but remember, like, so in the early 2000s slash 90s, we used to ride our bikes wherever we wanted to go, but damn, we didn't ride. Option. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get on to paranormal. So. Ooh, I'm so excited. I I told you I was going to do this, and then I told you I was going to change my – I told you I changed my mind, and then now I decided to do it again because I found more information oh. on it. So, okay, cool. I, um, I am doing UFO sightings across the world around Christmas time. Across because the world? Apparently, it is a pretty big thing to see UFOs. And when I say UFOs, I don't mean aliens. I mean, like, unidentified flying objects, objects that you don't know what – or what do they call them now? Un – I don't know. UAIs? UA – I don't remember. 
Anyway, UAOs, UAIs. U artificial intelligence. Unidentified artificial intelligence. UAI, maybe. I don't remember. Anyway, there's a new name for them now. Um, I think it's actually in here. But anyway, um, I, I'm not just talking about aliens. I'm just talking about something in the sky that we don't know what it is. It could Santa be. Claus. It could be an alien. It could be Santa. Who knows? Um, on that Santa thing, there is a theory from a UFO hunter named Russ Kellett who believes that Santa is an actual alien and that he believes extraterrestrials visit Earth this time of year because of the quote-unquote fairy lights. I don't know what that means. I'm assuming he means like the Christmas decorations. Christmas lights, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to quote a lot. Like, I got word for word on all these articles, so I'm going to be quoting articles a lot because I don't want to take anybody's stuff. Um, so the following articles are where I found in a Siri, Syracuse uh, New Times by Cheryl Costa. All right. So this one is from a UFO airman or an airman. He's not a UFO, an airman in <laughs> Vietnam. Uh, so it was Christmas Eve in 1971. I was an airman first class assigned to the 1881st Communication Squadron at the huge U.S. Air Force Base in Cam Ranh Bay, Vietnam. It was about 11.30 p.m. And, okay, I already said it was Christmas Eve. Um, I was walking west on the lane that would take me to the base chapel for midnight mass. The sky was crystal clear. Cameron Bay was only a couple of degrees of latitude north of the equator. For And for a kid who grew up in upstate New York, it was a bit discomforting because we were too far south to see common constellations like Ursa Major, a.k.a. the Big Dipper in the northern sky. Okay. As I looked into the western sky, I could see the constellation Perseus and above that Taurus. High in this, good for you for knowing your constellation. I know, I don't know any um, the Big Dipper and the Old Dipper. I, I know, I don't know, yeah, I don't, my dad does. Um, high in the sky above them was the constellation Orion. I know that one. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> with its left shoulder star of the Betelgeuse, Betelgeuse, bright as ever. Betelgeuse, 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 I don't know. Suddenly, I saw a bright star-like object zooming from the north across the west, western sky just below Taurus. My first impression, oh, it's a meteor or perhaps just a some fighter star. jet. Um, then the object just stopped. It hovered there below Taurus for perhaps a minute or two. Then it seemed to dance or dart around before it dashed off towards the south at tremendous speed until it just winked out. I was like 19 years old. I didn't know what to think about. All I could say was, wow, during midnight mass, I was not with the program at all. I was replaying what I had seen over and over again in my head, fearing my Air Force peers would think I was intoxicated or worse, uh -huh. nuts. I kept the sighting to myself for many years until I shared it about 15 years ago to a couple of Native American folks I used to know. Now I've shared with you a deeply personal sighting as a holiday gift. Oh, thank you for sharing with us. Uh, yeah, thanks for getting that off your chest there. <laughs> <laughs> also, 
that's so freaky. I know yeah. that like when he said when he explained it like it darted like yeah. that's like what I explained to you last week with the yeah. thing that I saw in the sky it, like darted from one like thing to the next. And that that's a constant reoccurring description, description. of it yeah. darting. Mhm. Yeah. What? Sorry. I'm listening to your mom. You can hear that? Yeah. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> I hope she... <laughs> I'm just trying to picture who or what she's talking to. <laughs> oh my gosh, Bree! this whole time my mic has been not on my mic. See? It, that happened to me too. I've heard you fine. We might just come out sounding weird. Okay. I've heard That's, you fine. I was wondering why you could hear Leon meowing. Mm-hmm. I could hear him perfectly. It's okay. Don't worry about it. No biggie. All right. So, uh, these next couple ones are from the same article, and they happened in New York. This one happened on oh. Christmas Day in 1999 at about 7.30 okay. p.m., a Poughkeepsie resident, Poughkeepsie resident, had received a telescope for Christmas and was on the home's deck attempting to stargaze as the sky was partly overcast. Suddenly, oh. in the northeastern sky, he saw a large chevron boomerang shape moving slowly under the cloud layer. The object had a slight orange glow and was absolutely silent. The observer lost sight of it as it passed beyond the tree line. Nope. Don't like that. In 2000, on Christmas Day, also in New York, uh, this one, this report says at about 6.30 p.m., a Buffalo woman, she's not a Buffalo, guys, just so you know, it's a place. <laughs> <laughs> a buffalo woman went the way I read that I was like what I'm like wait we're in New York <laughs> a buffalo <laughs> woman went outside to fill the bird feeders and witnessed a boomerang shaped object traveling westward quite fast it's shape defined only by its slight glowing white luminous she lost sight when it had passed and it disappeared um whoopsie okay those are a year apart okay and Christmas Eve of 2006 in New York, at about 7.30 p.m. near Arcadia, a motorist and passengers saw a craft gliding across the top of the hill from one cornfield, corn cornfield, one cornfield into <laughs> another. It, typical cornfields, though. Typical. It was dark gray with no lights and massive. They report that they could not see the beginning or end of it. It moved more slow, more smoothly than anything of them had ever seen. Then it just disappeared. Oh my. That gosh. one is weird. That one's freaky. Yeah, I don't like that one. Yeah. In New Hampshire, in mid-December, this one isn't on Christmas, but it's in mid-December in 2013. Okay. Three people in a vehicle saw an arrangement of eight light, eight orange lights appear what? in the sky. Um, the eight evenly were evenly spaced lights linked on at one time in a single file line and then suddenly disappeared. Nah, dog. Don't like that. In California on Christmas mm -hmm. Eve of 2004, uh, I read on a Facebook post 
It said UFO chrome sphere seemingly dripping particles or elongating highly illuminating uh, illuminate illuminated exterior for nearly 20 <laughs> minutes over Do- Dos Palos, California in the U.S. on Christmas Eve in 2004. A while ago, we uploaded an infrared FLIR footage of a self-illuminating metal sphere dripping substance or elongating its chrome exterior. So, like, there, it's there's also, like, a video that came with it. Um, I did send it to myself, so I will post it after this. There's a couple of videos and pictures. I'll post the pictures okay. and videos, and it, it looks really weird. It looks like the, the lights are, like, dripping down. It's very um, interesting. Yeah, I'm wondering if it also could be like um, like space debris coming into that atmosphere because they say that that also oh, could be yeah, that. Because a, a lot yeah. of times, yeah, a lot of UFO sightings are actually I actually saw a lot of those today online. Oh, okay. Um, in Arizona on Christmas Eve of 2022, a Christmas Eve UFO visit. This was a Facebook what? post. What? Um, <laughs> it's a question mark, an exclamation point. What? <laughs> what? Sarah Goodfoster and son Edward caught this shape-shifting, bouncing object over the Hussein Mountains around 5 a.m. Christmas Eve morning. Her son Edward, who was up early, noticed the bouncing light and took this video from his Samsung Galaxy phone. Cool. Good for you, dude. Um, God, they mentioned what? They mentioned, like, the exact, like, upgrade or grade that it is, too. Um, (laughs) They're just trying to, like, sell Samsung Galaxies. Um, The light was observed for about (laughs) 45 minutes on the border of Sierra Vista and Hereford, Arizona, about 0.2 of a mile from the Brown Canyon parking lot of Ramsey Canyon Road. In Canada, oh, Canada, we will see you soon. From this is these are from CBC News by Darian Bernhardt. Okay. And I'm gonna quote this first part. Um, they said that for over the past 30 years, UFO reports have come in from like Canada, and uh-huh. 75 of them have found to be on like Christmas or Christmas Day. So okay. it's a lot considering like there's probably not that many reports maybe like 200 and then like 75 or like christmas day so um on christmas eve yeah it's fine uh we people people the ufo report places like totally want to work on christmas or christmas day thanks yeah 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 yeah. what they live for (laughs) all right christmas eve in 2010 a woman and thompson man uh said she saw three unexplained reddish orange lights and a triangle in the sky for close to an hour after some time the middle light fell and faded followed by the others i don't think i like that all right all right um this one is christmas eve of 2012 a couple driving near canada ontario stopped their truck to watch a square object blowing pulsating red lights moving soundlessly to the northwest for three to four minutes oh on christmas night in 2008 in chilliwack 
British Columbia, witnesses saw a star-like light, like a satellite, moving from the south and the traveling north when it suddenly performed a loop-de-loop and went back to the south again, all within about 25 seconds. Um, Let's see. Okay. So, in December of 2011, 1996, this is still Canada, in the Yukon, several witnesses said they saw what they thought were actually seeing St. Nick and his crew. A man was watching TV what? when he noticed a long row of lights moving in the distance through, I know, on December 11th, too, through a window. He later saw said he thought it was a 747 jet, but there wasn't any sound. The UFO consisted of four big balls of light in a row, red, yellow in oh. color, and a little bit of blue. At the left and the right side of this were smaller lights that were orange and green. The man even called the rest of the family to look, and they declared that it was Santa. The U.S. The UFO slowly drifted from the left to the right and appeared low, just above the trees. There, there were also what appeared to be white sparkles dropping away from the base of the larger lights. More than 35 people reported the object, but in the end, it was found that it was a rocket booster coming in and just exactly the right time right over the Yukon. So I think that one okay, in California, that, it's yeah. so magical. <laughs> but it wasn't, on, it so wasn't even on Christmas. It wasn't even on Christmas. It's so magical. But I'm sure, like, the kids, like, grew up and, like, always told their friends, like, oh, we saw Santa. Like, oh, you know. Because yeah. the parents probably They're, didn't say. I, if they I probably didn't parent, correct I'd it. like, yeah. Yeah, it was no, Santa. I wouldn't have. It was Santa. Yeah. I love on, on a Facebook post on Christmas Eve in 2013, it said, My family and I were driving uh-huh. home from Christmas Eve festivities. No drinking. We were traveling from the Good Peggy's Cove area toward no- Talian, Tal- Tantalian, Nova Scotia, when we noticed three orange lights in the sky well above the tree line. This was along the shore in the Glen Haven, Tal- Tantalian. Sorry, I don't live there, guys, so I'm very confused. I don't Me know how either. to pronounce things. At first, I believe the lights were to be on top of extremely tall towers, but then one... And then a second light disappeared. I pulled over and exited the car. We watched the remaining light move toward the direction of the Halifax. I could hear no sound. One of the other lights reappeared for a minute and then vanished again. I assumed the lower, Bro. the low cloud cover was concealing the lights. As we watched two more lights appear lower down in the sky to the southwest as if it had come from over the horizon. These lights moved in the same general direction at fir- as as the first. We watched these okay. approach and then noticed three more orange lights appear over the horizon. None of the lights blinked as aircraft lights normally do. We pulled away before the lights disappeared. It was mentioned that perhaps these were aircraft moving towards sheer water to land, but it seems odd that there were to be eight aircraft landing there at 10 p.m. on December 24th, as we do not live in the area, but this that may be the explanation. Maybe. That could so be. Trying to debunk it. I'm almost done. Yeah. 
I believe it. I mean, you want to debunk it, right? Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to seem that... crazy. Mm-mm. No, I get it. And you don't want to seem like naive. That's true too. Yeah. And don't want to have aliens out there. Oh yeah, that that would suck. That wouldn't be any that's fun. A, honestly, it's it would be. I think it would be scary. Yeah. In my opinion. It's just the unknown. Yeah, the unknown. Um, in New Zealand on Christmas Day uh, in 2017 at 1.30 a.m., a person was driving between San Jovet and San Fustin and La Carre in Quebec, northwest of Montreal, when they saw a bright light like a photo flash approaching. The Whoa. object flew directly over the car, according to the person who said it was trying to According to the person who said it, was said it was triangular shaped and seemed to have three turbines below it. I could see okay. one of them very well and make out the turbines, metal or steel spokes, um, the person said, according to the report. As it passed okay. overhead, the person looked in the rear mirror to see it again, but the object had vanished. And... I believe that one. Yeah. Okay. So in the UK, so there's, you know, how like everything was going down with like the, um, like UFO sightings and stuff like that. And how like they're like making all this, all these government files about like UFO sightings and UFO like yeah. breaches or whatever, like known to public knowledge. Yeah. Um, I got on a website that was like a blog for that website because apparently when uh -huh. you go onto that website, you have to actually like pay for the files. Um, but they, this person was like telling, talking about the reports and the incidents and some of the incidents that were, they were talking about were like December or just Christmas reports. Okay. Um, all right. So regarding that website. Okay. Um, but there was also an actual like, report that they brought up that was from the air force that was from the department of air force or it said it huh. was so i'm gonna read you i'll read you the whole report okay okay so this is my last part of the whole thing okay so this was actually in yeah december 27th okay it says department of the air force headquarters combat support group usaf um yeah, the subject is unexplained lights, and it says number one early in the morning of two thousand or December twenty seventh, two thousand eight. You know how they write their date weird, backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Approximately zero three hundred hours. I think that's three a.m. in the morning. Uh, two USAF security police um, patrolmen saw unusual lights outside the back gate at. RAF RAF Woodbridge. Thinking an aircraft might have crashed or been forced down, they called for permission to go outside the gate and investigate. Okay. The on-duty flight chief responded and allowed three patrolmen to proceed on foot. The individuals reported seeing a strange glowing object in the forest. The object was described like as being metallic in appearance and triangular in shape approximately two to three meters across the base and approximately two meters high. It illuminated the entire forest with a white light. The object itself had a pulsing red light on top. 
and a bank of blue lights underneath. The object was hovering or on legs as the, like it had like, um, Stand. It was on a stand. Okay. Yes. (laughs) You're like, it's alive! (laughs) As the patrolman approached the object, it maneuvered through the trees and disappeared. As this time, the animals on a nearby farm went into a frenzy. The object was briefly sighted approximately an hour later near the back gate. Number two, the next day, three depressions, one and a half inches deep and seven inches in diameter, were found where the object had been sighted on the ground. The following night, December 29th, 2008, the area was checked for radiation. Beta gamma readings of 0.1 millirigents, Rentogens, millirentogens, whatever, were recorded with peak readings in the three depressions and near the center of the triangle formed by the depressions. Um, a nearby tree had moderate 0.05 to 0.07 readings on the side of the tree toward the depression. So there was a lot of radiation in the area. Uh, later in the night, a red sun-like light was seen through the trees. It moved about the pole and pulsed. At one point, it appeared to throw off glowing particles and then broke into five separate white objects and then disappeared. Immediately thereafter, three star-like objects were noticed in the sky, two objects to the north and one to the south, all of which were about 10 off the horizon. The objects moved rapidly in sharp angular movements and displayed red, green, and blue lights. The objects to the north appeared to be elliptical through an 8 to 12 power lens. They then turned to full circles. The objects to the north remained in the sky for an hour or more. The object to the south was visible for two or three more hours and beamed (gasps) down a stream of light from time to time. Numerous individuals, including the undersigned witnessed the activities in paragraphs two and three. So, and that was from a, I don't know if I'm, I'm assuming it's public knowledge. Charles I. Halt, Lieutenant Colonel, C-O-L, yeah, USAF. I didn't think that was a Air Force. Anyway, um, this is an actual Air Force, like this is an actual Air Force document. I don't know if I... I mean, it's public knowledge. It's public I'll post knowledge. if I if I post this, I'll 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 post it in the group. So if you want to see okay. it, check out the group. It is the actual like document of this incident. That one is like wild because this is like legit documented. Yeah, that's crazy. And they like actually saw a craft and got like evidence that there was actually something there from like radiation and whatnot. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, um, so if you guys are uh, looking into the sky on Christmas or Christmas Eve or just any time this month, it sounds like, you know, (laughs) it might not be Santa. (laughs) Or maybe it is if Santa's an alien. (laughs) If Santa's an alien. Santa might be an alien, guys. That was fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Sorry, a couple of them were a little boring, but yeah, there was a lot of of different incidents. 
I I always find all of your alien stories entertaining. They it's all funny. seemed entertaining. Figured it'd be different than doing a paranormal, an actual like ghost story for Christmas. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Canada. Oh, yeah. Canada. Tim Horton. Sorry. Um, I do apologize how long this this episode was. It was one hundred percent my fault. Um, you know what? They needed us. You guys need they us need to us. keep you busy while you were scrounging around getting those presents ready, getting your dinner ready, getting ready for church. Like, or just, you know, not celebrating Christmas if you don't do that. Uh, but you guys needed us, so you're yeah, welcome. There will be one more episode this year, and then we're going to take a week break. Yeah, we're taking a break. Maybe two. Maybe five. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe you we'll, don't tell we'll, us We're going to come do. back, I promise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know? Like we can we do just need, we want. We normally we do this every year. You know this. We take a, a week break um to recover from Christmas. Usually and it's New Year's Eve that we take a break. Yeah. Well but, I, when this comes out, there'll be one more episode and then there's yeah. a break. Yeah. So um enjoy it. Okay? I'm really excited for a New Year's episode, by the way. I know. You guys, it is something that hasn't been done, and it's being done, and you're going to love it. So, (laughs) here is my neighborhood story. Um, You have one, oh, sorry, excuse me. This is like a piece of folded pieces of, piece, folded piece of paper, like, you know, three trifold. Uh, and it looks like it may have been, like, put in someone's mailbox or on their doorstep. Um, it says, congratulations! You have won the Humbug Award because you have chosen to be a Grinch and not put up Christmas lights. You have disappointed all the children, young and old, in your community. LED lights are inexpensive and run to, to run and can be purchased even in secondhand stores for a reasonable price. Then go buy them for them and put them up. They can Sorry. last years. I am sure cost is not an issue and it's more about being too busy with your devices and everything else. Do you remember when you were a child and you saw all the Christmas lights on your street? What happened? Next year, do better and bring a smile to all those in need. But remember, you still have time. It only takes a little effort to make a big difference. Love strong and love long. Putting lights up. (laughs) Putting lights up for other faiths for other faiths counts too. Why not show your pride with color? Happy holidays. Sincerely, Karen. It doesn't say Karen, but I'm adding Karen. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
like come on now you know i i I get it like they got really deep with that like do you remember when you were a child they really just (laughs) dug it i get it but at the same time like we don't have lights on our house because it's cold as shit outside um but you know some people one some people can't afford it some people are too like old or too and busy. can't do it, or too busy, or they just don't want to freaking put lights up. Get over yeah. it. Or they don't celebrate Christmas. They don't have to do it just because you celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Jehovah Witnesses don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Don't make every your problem everybody's problem. Amen to that, sister. All right. And that is where we're going to leave you guys. (laughs) Check us out on all the social medias. Follow us and give us a rate. Please, rating. Please rate us. Please, please. Yes, yes, yes. And also, yeah, yeah, that's all. Uh, if you want to buy any any merch, meal. let us send me a message if you want to buy us merch because uh, we're having issues with our website. So. Um, oh yeah, that's right. I need to follow yeah. up with that dude. It's fine. Um, we have our new episode shirt out. Our um, candy cane thrills. It's got a little Grinch hand on it. Some candy canes. Super cute. Um, Amy, you should be getting yours soon as soon as the mail people come pick it up, or I'll just go drop it off at the post office. Um, but yeah. Uh, follow us and have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, my friends. Merry Our Christmas, neighbors. buddy. Have you, oh, uh, mm, have you checked in on the neighbors? I forgot. That's what, what the neighbors. For a second. <laughs> Three and AV out. Man, what a doozy. I know. Say hi to your cats for us. Meow. Don't get dead. Don't get dead. Goodbye.